the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the listeners. Help them to be open-minded. Help them to learn. Help them to know what to expect. Because I've been dealing with expectations with people and myself, and and what do you expect out of me? Dear Heavenly Father, I just give you the praise and the glory that our minds are open, and we love you, and we honor you, and we want to learn and grow and be the best people we can be, the best person we can be to love and serve you and ask us all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, and uh, talk stream live. Talk stream live. You can go there and listen to my show, please. Some previous shows, there's a probably um, two or three months of shows on there, but please tell your friends and neighbors. Talkstreamlive.com. It's free. It's a great opportunity to to listen to some of my past messages and um, like I said they come from the Holy Spirit not from me uh, I get them on usually Friday morning or or Saturday morning but this week I got it Thursday morning and it I'm going to give it to you because it hit me between the eyes and I had one of those days you ever had one of those days when Lord I need your help boy I'm going to tell you and I got a little out of control you know and and somebody told me it was righteousness anger that I had, but I'm going to tell you, I didn't like it. Um, I've been trying to be the best I can be. Uh, Proverbs 19:14, and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to the sight of the Lord. Well, Lord, I want it to be pleasing to you. But I'm going to start off with, with uh, Romans 6, 19. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Oh, man, do we get weak? Do we let, let's put that a little bit maybe in car business. Do we let car salespeople control our emotions, our thoughts, our purchases? Do we get weak because they know what to say? They know how to close us? Are you using the right person to lean on and that's jesus christ we got to lean on god because if we lean on man man will drag us down if we lean on man and want to listen to you know if it's not biblically lined up you know maybe there's too much of our natural selves in that now the scripture is talking about being natural selves in sin now we're going to go through this and try to explain most of it and I hope I'm not too far off target because the Holy Spirit worked on me Thursday on on these next few scriptures so hard and you know even me I mean I I told you about last couple of weeks ago I walked in on my dream car oh man it was my dream car and my natural desires would say let's go buy it and then I said well, Steve Sorensen, one of my mentors, told me you should pray about it for 24 hours on those big ticket items. Well, I prayed about it. You know, I realized I didn't need that unit, even though it was my favorite car, even though I could probably afford it. You know, but do you really need it? Hey, and in this scripture, we're going to talk about benefit. What benefits you in your life? Do you got to drive something to impress somebody? What is the benefit from it? 
if it's benefit and pride, greed, and keeping up with the Joneses, you might be in the wrong benefit, I guarantee you. But, you know, the natural ourselves, natural selves want to reward ourselves. And we're weak there. And so this opened my eyes. To, and this might take two weeks to get through the, all these scriptures because there's, there's so much good information on it. But do we want somebody to agree with us? Is that what we want when we walk into these car dealerships? We're, we're bold. We know what we're going to do. We're going to make our own decisions. But when we walk in, do we let them sway us the wrong way? Convince us? Oh, man, we're convinced this is the way to do it. I love this vehicle, and you can afford it. But, of course, I've explained to you that Randolph Brooks wants to give you 60 days before the first payment. And that's a great, great credit union. They need to be a sponsor. Hey, if you want to be a sponsor on this show, to prove the community you want to make the best decisions, to prove the community you want them to know what they're doing, to have money left at the end of the month, not buying something that will lose a tremendous amount of value that you're praying that's worth something down there. If I've got car dealers that want you to know the difference, know the truth. And it don't matter what you sell, any kind of product, I'd love to talk to you. If you do it right, you tell the truth, I'd love you to be on my show because I try my best. Now, I'm not perfect. Far from it. Ask the Lord. I'm far from being perfect, but I'm a lot better than I used to be. I'm telling you, man, I was a good heathen, and now my life has changed, and I want to give back. But weakness, you know, just like I was talking, hey, Randolph Brooks needs to give some people 120 days because we're trained to take every available dollar you got. I'm talking about credit card, cash, go borrow from your mother, your cousin, your auntie, anybody. Get all the money you can. I mean, I've told you, I've, I've seen dealerships because of the weakness in us, the weakness of us wanting to reward ourselves to keep up with the Joneses, the jealousy of somebody else having one, trying to, to prove something. What are you trying to prove? You trying to prove something for what you drive? Hey, I've been there. They used to try to keep up with me. Joneses couldn't stay up with me. I had the best, and the I built cars. I'd build the best cars around, and it never was enough. Why? Because there was a hole in my heart trying to fill it with things, material things, instead of filling it with God's love. Once I accepted Jesus Christ, my life changed. And the weakness is still around in certain areas. I... I told you probably before that I could have been a professional poker player. I don't have that desire anymore. I don't have desire to own the best street rod, the best and the newest in the automobiles and the Corvettes and the trucks coming out. I don't have that desire anymore. I don't have that desire trying to prove myself to everybody around. Because that natural desire, that natural weakness in me has been strengthened because of Jesus Christ. And he's taking those things out of my life that I don't need. So the natural weakness that we all have, just as I used to offer my parts of the body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing weakness. Well, that was me and before I accepted Jesus Christ. You know, my way or the highway. I was the only one in this world. It mattered. The whole world revolved around me. And what I did, and it, man, I made the money and I spent it, and I, but I was never had that peace that I was searching for in my life, that peace that will calm you down, that peace that will make you content. Are you content? Now, how can you be content in a car that 85% of y'all walk into a dealership and you, with great intentions? We all have great intentions, but when we get in there and we see the lights and the smell and popcorn and free sodas, and man, they're trying to get you out of that sticker shock. And our intentions are great, wonderful, but we get switched into buying something we don't intend to buy, get talked into spending more money than what you thought so, and you never think about Benefit, benefit. That's We're getting close to benefit on this scripture. Benefit. What benefits you? Does it benefit the dealership more than you? 
how long does that benefit stay hidden in the back of your mind? About six months down the road, you know, I keep reminding you, man, the payment isn't too bad. They just come too often. Every 30 days. Do you think about that when you're signing a contract? I'm going to make this payment every 30 days. Am I going to have any money left in my budget? Weakness. Weakness is they'll convince you, oh, it's easy, and you're going to never have to work on it. You never have to put tires on it. You never. It's you know going to last you forever, and it's going to keep its value, and you're going to love it and think about what your friends are going to say. I keep talking about I've seen these people put, get out of church and stick their elbow on their Maserati. Is anybody looking at me? Anybody seeing me? You see what I'm driving? I feel sorry for the guy. I know what it takes to keep one of those cars up. Man, you talk about maintenance and a mechanic. Man, they got these these guys are like PhD doctors. I mean, they they charge you enough to be a doctor to work on those and the and and the dealerships. Ferrari dealership, man, two hundred and fifty dollars. That's the beginning of it per hour, per hour and parts. You know, I talked about. I bought a Ferrari one time. A friend of mine and I partnered up on this car, and he told me I had a little dent on the fender. Well, it came in. There wasn't no fender on it. And there were 2800 for a fender and a six-month waiting list. Praise the Lord, a good friend of mine came by, and you're not going to believe us, but he built one. You know, but cost didn't enter my mind until I had to do it. Intentions were great, but when it comes to reality, hey, that old back pocket national starts to hurt. So the weakness that we have is trying to figure out what fits our budget, what will last, what we can afford, an image. Oh, man, my image. Does this old car hurt my image? To who? Does it matter? To who? Hey, if you drive up in one of them $130,000 Mercedes like my buddy drove up on me, he said, aren't you jealous? I said, I'm jealous of your payments. That's what I'm jealous of. He said, well, I thought you'd be jealous of this car. I said, I have no desire to own that car. I said, I don't, I, are you a winner or a loser? He said, what do you mean, Randy? I said, you love winning at everything. You're very, very, very competitive. He said, yep. So I am a winner. This car proves I'm a winner. I said, okay, how many miles are you going to put on it in the next three years? He said, I'm going to put about thirty to 40,000 miles a year on it. I said, are you going to be a winner in three years from now? He said, yeah. I said, when the car's worth 25000 you just lost 105000 plus interest, plus taxes, plus, oh, you got to pay income tax on that 105000 you lost. Does that make you a winner or a loser in a game of life? How are you editing your life? How are you rearranging your life? Where are the priorities in your life? Do you rather have a little money left at the end of the month, or do you rather be stretched out and sweating it? Oh, man, the bank account's empty, and I'm barely getting by, and there's nothing left. And whew, I made the payment, and there's nothing left for the beginning of the month. i got to wait for the next check. What's it going to be worth three, four, five years down the road? And i tell you how to do that. You can listen to my show. But, you know, when I was of the world... I didn't think of the future. Make decisions today to pay off tomorrow. I didn't think about that. I thought about the moment. And that moment can be a run in, a, in the near future. That excitement, that experience of owning this car and the experience and the joy left in a few days or months. You know, I'd rather be productive. I'd rather work with my hands and prove things and do things. And, you know, maybe I got a little complacent lately. Uh, the last few days, I've had to go back to work. And, you know, I like it better when I'm working than sitting around or, or trying to dream up something. I'd rather be busy. My mind works better, more exercise in it. I get more done. I'm at a peace better. So, but, I mean, where are you at in editing your life? 
if anybody in your family don't know Jesus Christ and they're searching for that peace and they're working hard and trying to prove themselves and trying to impress somebody in what they drive, hey, that experience becomes a relationship like I've explained the last couple of weeks. Experience is buying that vehicle. But the relation kicks in when you got to make the payments. Tires wear out, brakes wear out. And I was talking to a bunch of dealers the other day at the auction, and they said, uh, you said something on the radio show that you were talking to corporate big auction guys. I said, yeah. And they asked, I said, what, uh, what was the changes in the last 20, 30 years in the car business? I said, we used to fix cars for 50. Now it's thousands. I was at a mechanic shop yesterday, and uh, we were talking about EcoBoost pickups. That shop was working on two, and the shop down the street was working on, on one. Hey, engineers don't have to fix these cars. They design them and smile all the way down to the bike when they take the cash in their check. But if you don't know what you're buying and you you listen to these manufacturers, you listen to the salespeople, they may put you in something that you're not going to like and you can spend a lot of money. I'm telling you, and I've got so many. I bought a three-quarter ton for a good friend of mine uh, who builds paint booths, and I'm, I'm directing my, my people away from diesels. They cost 8000 more new. And when something breaks, they cost three to six thousand to fix, and they'll spend some time. They get some miles on them. They'll spend some mile time in the in the shop. But our desire to own something to prove our that we're a man does does that diesel four by four prove that you're a man? Maybe a broke man, I don't know, or a loser, losing a lot of money. But see, do we let the sinful desires control our budget instead of God? Instead of listening to Jesus, let's pray about it. Let's wait 24 hours. Oh, no, this special's only good for today. Man, I don't think my manager's going to do this tomorrow. I got news for you. They'll do it for every, every day of the week for the next six months. And bigger and better deals may be here next month. You know, they want you to buy. Manufacturers are just like everybody else in the car business. I want to be number one. I want to outsell everybody. I want to do my best, and I'm going to shove them down the, the dealer's throat, and they're going to have to sell them. We don't care. You know, whatever it takes. But, you know, I told you autonomous cars are on the way. We may not be driving much longer. Already in Austin, Texas, they're putting autonomous lanes in. You know, maybe will that change the evil desire of owning a car? Will that change your having to, you know, figure out a budget? This might be better for the economy. Who knows? You'll have an app on the phone and you need to go somewhere. Now, people that travel a lot might be a little different story, you know, but... You know, will it be cheaper than a taxi? I don't know. But the future is we've got to have the faith in God and let Him lead us and guide us in what what our next purchases are. You know, and when we are slaves to sin, it leads to death. Our obedience, obedience. Oh, man, that's a tough word, isn't it? You like obedience? When you accept Jesus Christ, you... Obedience is a lot, lot easier, which leads to righteousness. I feel sorry for car salesmen today because of the demand from the owners, demand from the management, a lot of corporate, you know, big-time billionaires. One of the books that I'm making notes on is from, you know, mom-and-pop stores to billionaires, and billionaires never have enough, never own enough. Not enough profit, not enough this, not enough that. Uh, you know, where is this business going now? Who's going to own these autonomous cars? The government or the manufacturers or the billionaires? Somebody's going to have to own them. But thanks to God that 
through you used to be slaves of sin, you are wholeheartedly obeyed to the form of teaching which is you were entrusted. So when God comes into your life, when you come in your life, he'll change you. He'll change your priorities. He'll change your heart. But do we struggle with him? Do we pray to him? Do we ask him? You know, he hasn't, Philippians 19, uh, for the God, I know the plans I have for you, knowledge is a large, plans of uh, prosperity, not to harm me, plans of hope in the future. And when you call upon me, you come to me and you pray, I will listen. And when you seek me, have you seeked him lately? When you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you. The problem is, are we praying enough? I know pastors that I've helped over the last 25 years. Most of them don't pray about it. They entrust in man. They entrust in their, in their uh, members. And I've seen some members do some bad, bad things to their pastors. They figure, oh, well, you know, I'm giving the church money, and most of, most car dealers don't know what tithing is, can't spell it. And I'm giving to the pastor so he can afford it, he, you know. He got an easy job. He don't have an easy job. I can testify of that. I've had some large Bible studies, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's work. It's a handful, and they got a lot of issues, and it's a lot of stress. But they don't pray enough. They tell us to pray. But they don't pray. They entrust in man. You know, we've got to quit entrusting in man. What expectations? What do we expect out of them? What do we expect out of a salesperson? Are we obedient to God? God tells us to pray with them. Are, are we obeying God's word? Are we reading his word? You know, it's, the, it's our handbook to life. It's the manual. To life. But if we go by the Bible, we'll make better decisions. We'll make better purchases. We'll have some money left at the end of the month. We'll go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. We'll finish talking about this after the break. We're going to take a short break, come back in a few minutes. But go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Be sure and tell everybody talk, stream live. Talk, stream live. I'm going to put it on Facebook. Uh, also, on Saturday nights, uh, I'm on live Facebook, Randy Adams, 9 to 10. Different show, different audience, and we're on 35 states. But go to Talk Stream Live for this show. Tell your friends and neighbors. And also, on 1160 at 1 p.m., um, they take this show and they put it on. If you want to listen to this show or get your friends and neighbors and relatives to listen, it'll be on 1 p.m. today at 11:60 freedom a.m. so and i've had some i've had some response off of that show thank you i tell you this is a great radio show that helps station that helps people and they they, they care about you that's why they asked me to put they put me in the middle of all these preachers and but they knew what i could do through the holy spirit not through me but because of the holy spirit so you need to know exactly what's going on in your life. But go to learn to buy and sell cars.com, buying a lot of cars off of listeners, selling a lot of cars to the listeners. I've got a list of cars that listeners need right now. We're finding them for them. And we're giving them free advice just in case I can't find it in the amount of time that they're needing it. But go to learn to buy and sell cars.com, describe your car, I'll buy your car. If you got something laying around, get rid of it. Be productive. And don't make a planner out of it sitting in your front yard or your backyard. And I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Old cars, new cars, it don't matter what. And I've got uh, <clears throat> some 17 GMC V8 long bed regular cabs are hard to get. Uh, under 20,000 miles, uh, right around 20 grand, or really actually under 20 grand. Cargo vans are low miles. 15 passengers vans are low miles. We got a lot of opportunity out there for low miles, save ten to fifteen thousand dollars. And I want your old units. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Need 55 Chevrolet. Need uh, 66, 67 Novas. Need uh, 66 to 72 Camaros. Need some old trucks. Need some new trucks. 
stampede, whatever you need to get rid of. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. So go learn to buy and sell cars.com. Get your pen and paper. Second half of the show, I'll give my mobile number out. And be sure you write it down if you'd like to talk to me. Anything, any question, there's no dumb questions. Be glad to talk to you. Keep trying if I don't answer. And I will give you a call back sooner or later. God bless you. We'll be right back. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, uh, Michael. Thank you, Shemaya. Thank you, San Antonio, for listening. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio. And you, too, can take advantage of our better bottom-line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Thank you, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Like I said, uh, I'll give my mobile number out in a minute or two, so go ahead and get your pen and paper so you'll have my mobile number. And also, if you'd like to call here, there's no dumb questions, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. There's no dumb questions. Uh, and whatever you want to talk about, whatever I talked about today or in the past, or if you have any questions on what you're going through and how to get out of it. I've talked to so many people here lately that owe ten and 15000 too much on their vehicle. They're real unhappy, but I explain on, on lots of shows, don't listen to these commercials. We're going to help you. Oh, I love this. They didn't try to sell me. They wanted to help me. They're helping you out of your money. That's the help. They want to convince you to get in home field advantage. We talk about football and being home field advantage. When they got you on their turf, they're at home. They got their whole team behind them. They got their coach. They got the owner. They got everybody. They got their game plan. They got everything available. So they'll tell you anything. Oh, they didn't try to sell me. They tried to help me. Oh, I got news for you, Bubba. When you show up, and you owe too much, and you hate your payment, and you hate your car, and you hate what you owe, you're going to owe three times too much because there ain't no free rides. There ain't no free warranties. There ain't nothing free in the car business. Nothing's free. They make money on everything they touch. And these big box stores that don't have a paint and body shop and a service department. I was talking to a gentleman this morning. He said, oh, man, they got a great service department. Oh, yeah. And they make a lot of money. And that's part of it. And that's why so many of these little shops are popping up everywhere, because their overhead is a lot less, demand's a lot less, and they can make money. So you got to understand I want you to have an even playing field. You go to school for everything in the world. Neurosurgeon goes to school for eight years, but car dealers go to school forever, forever. The changes, the education, keeping up, sharpening their skills, trying to make more money. And due to the overhead, these dealerships have cut some of these commissions. And that hurts the car salesperson. They're out there in the heat working themselves and following instructions from the owners and the, and the managers trying to close you. But if you have any questions, give us a call here, 210-340-9585. Love to talk to you, don't matter what it is, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Also, my mobile number, get pen and paper, I hope, 830 708 Four seven eight nine. Love to talk to you. That's eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. 
708-478-4789. But we, we want to help you get some kind of idea of what's going on. See, nobody talks, nobody has a show like this. You got car guys in there around, and they they blow smoke, and they it takes tremendous amount of money, 6000 a month to be on one car show guy. And my my deal runs four to six hundred a month, so I mean, the dealer they pick the dealers that they try to make too much money, and that's the way it works. I mean, the VIP card means that you're ready to buy, and you come in there, and they're going to take every bit of it that they can take, and it never is enough, but it's going to cost you. So we want you ready mentally, physically, and spiritually to buy. And it says here, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching which you were entrusted. Have you wholeheartedly been in the Bible? Are you wholeheartedly trying to obey what God's got for you? You know, he gives you talent, but do you use it? You know, expectations. What do we expect out of ourselves? What do we expect out of other people? Sometimes... We expect too much out of our employees. Sometimes we, you know, we, I'm back to working, and I love it. I'm getting things done that I need to get done. But sometimes we expect too much out of other people. What do we expect out of a salesperson? What do we expect out of a car dealer? What do we expect? The truth? I, I want a person to be able to come back to my lot. And, I, you know, and a lot of these guys will bury you so deep that you can't come back. And they don't care. They've made enough money one time, and they're hoping to gather up some more. I want you to be fair. I want to be honest. I want to put you in a situation that you're happy with. But some of these guys don't care. That's why you've got to do your homework to be prepared. The Bible will teach you how to buy. The Bible will get you right frame of mind. But no, no, we'd rather listen to TV commercials and radio commercials convinced that these people are here to help us. I love that commercial. Oh, they didn't try to sell me. Sell me. They tried to help me. Baloney. They're going to help you out of your money. They're going to say something they want to sell that's got the big bonus or old age or ill-equipped. But when you get right with yourself and your mind, and right now I can get you a new Chevrolet, new GMC, new Cadillac, new Ford, new Jeep, new Dodge, delivered to your house. I'm working on several of them. I've got several of them delivered brand new, even a new Toyota, delivered to your home. That way you don't have to fight the F&I department. A friend of mine, he wanted to go to the dealership, but I schooled him on how to be on the F&I department, even though this was the best place to go. You've got to be ready because these F&I people work on commission, and they want every available dollar that you've got. So, but are you wholeheartedly reading? Are you? And here's, here's the question of the day. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Is that commercial talking about... Are you hate your car? Are you ashamed of your car? Now it's time. What benefit is it to own this car? What benefit was it to buy that car? When you make a purchase, are you looking at the benefit? Are you looking at yourself? Is this car going to service me? Is this car going to be worth anything? Will it last? What does it cost to fix? What does it cost to insure? What does it cost to keep up? The benefit. What benefit are you getting out of life? What benefit are you getting out of transportation? I mean, you know, if if we go to autonomous cars, it might be cheaper. Who knows? What benefit are we going to get? When will we need a garage? They're going to we're going to have an app and they pick us up and take us wherever we go. Are we going to have less time to ride around? Are we going to have more quality time for the Lord and our family? You know, there's some things coming up in the future that I think's way out there, but it's getting closer every day. Benefit. What benefits you? Do you have joy in your life, contentment? 
Are you out there trying to outdo everybody? Benefit. What benefit is it? What benefit is the transportation convenience? Benefit. Benefit in a lease or a purchase? Benefit. Benefit in, we're going to get to what benefit really matters in life. Really last, what everlasting life. I'm going to talk about in this scripture a little further down, what God's going to, what he gives us with obedience and with obeying him, with listening to his word and reading his word. So benefit, are you ashamed of the things that you bought, purchased lately that's benefit? Are you ashamed of your past? Are you ashamed of your last uh, transaction or are your relationships? Are you ashamed of your relationships? Those things result in death. Well, death to your budget. Well, it's not talking about this in the Scripture. This talking about, in a minute I'll finish this up, everlasting life. But there's a lot of things that we do that kills our prosperity, kills the benefit of things, kills probably as we can, you know, T.D. Jakes writes a book, Soar, I recommend it, great book. But if you want to soar with the eagles, but you're living with the turkeys, you want to serve, soar with the eagles and be the best you can be, but you're down on the ground with the turkeys and can't get out of that situation. But you've been set free from sin and you've become slaves to God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the results in eternal life. The gift that God gives us is eternal life. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I tell you, I've talked about it several times. I know 18 people were near-death experiences. Two of them went to hell, 16 of them went to heaven. Those two that went to hell, their lives changed. What I'm talking about right now is in your mind. I'm 69 years old. But my spirit and my mind that I receive from other people talking is 20 years old. That's proven to me. That's what's going to live forever. Their spirit lived when these people, medical society, said they were dead. Their spirit was still living. That's going to live forever. I know preachers say you're going to live forever, but they don't explain it that way. Why? I don't know. But when I talk to pastors and I explain it that way, they say I'm right. But I don't think anybody uses it. But our spirit's going to live forever. Do you want to live in heaven or hell? If I stuck a lighter under your arm, your spirit would feel that heat and that burning. Is that what you want to live for the rest of your life in hell, burning? I want to live with contentment, with peace, with joy, and with the good Lord. You know, we're put on this earth for some kind of benefit to others. Are you a benefit to others? Are you helping others? Are you reaching out? You know, expectations. I help some people, and I've helped them a bunch, but sometimes they don't want to be helped, and they want to live their selfish lives. Once you give up that selfish life that you've, you've got and, and start serving the Lord, you'll see the benefit. You'll see the success that He wants you to have. The prosperity he wants you to have. What's what's peace of mind worth? See? And I mean, that's the problem. If you don't have peace of mind, how can you enjoy the spirit that you have in there? And you're, you're talking to people. You're learning from people. You have desire to learn and grow. But do you have that desire? Too many people live their own little bitty world. They're so selfish, they make the bad decisions on the purchases. What I'm working on today is helping you clear your mind up to understand what makes you tick, who pushes your button, who convinces you to buy what you want to buy. You know, we start off with the first line of this scripture. I'll put it in human terms because you are weak in natural selves. We are weak. We're weak when we get saved, but we're really weak before we know Jesus Christ. So, are you in unity with your family? You're in unity with your wife? Are you weak that you think the world revolves around you, that you, you make all the decisions, you want to do all the 
all the things. You know, and you want to grasp all this stuff. What's the benefit? Benefit of a brand new car. What's the benefit of it? I told you about my buddy. Has a Corvette. Nobody's drove this car. Nobody. I'm the only one's ever drove this car. And I said, well, uh, who drove it out of the, the plant when they built it? He said, well, I guess so. I said, who drove it to test drive it? Uh, I don't know. Who drove it to load it up on the truck? I don't know. I said, well, the truck driver hauled it. Who unloaded it off the truck? Did they test it and go down the road? I know of a Camaro convertible I bought, and I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy Rex, too. It was a brand-new Camaro, and one of the porters was taking it down to get something extra put on it. And on the way back, he hot-rodded it a little bit too much and lost control and wrecked it, totaled it out. Insurance company paid him a big sum. I'm sorry, they didn't total it out. It was it was 40% damage. Well, if you're talking about a $50,000 car, it had $20,000 damage. They wouldn't total it out. So I bought the car and resold it like it was. I bought the Rex. Uh, I bought a SRT8 uh, Challenger from a lady this week with 625 horsepower. And I'm going to tell you, that little dude was quick, but I... I didn't press it. I didn't want to be like that Camaro wrecking it. So I asked the guy, I said, okay. So they had somebody test drive it. They had somebody wash it. Did they wash it before they delivered it? Yeah. Well, somebody else drove it then. I said, didn't they? They had somebody go park it, didn't they? Yeah. So I said, you're hung up on being the only one who ever drove this car, that you bought it brand new. So I like me, five or six, seven people drove that car before you. Is that pride, or is that something you want to be proud of? Is that something in your mind? What intimidates you? What fears do you have? Does fear cause you to buy something? How does fear cause you to buy something? Maybe your image don't look as well. I was talking to a lady that is account manager at Mannheim Auction for me. I said, I make money buying and selling. And I can buy anywhere and I can sell anywhere. But there's dealers in the business that won't buy at an auction. Why? Are they intimidated? Do they have fear? Are they insecure? They don't know what they're doing. Are they insecure about losing money? Are they insecure about making a mistake? See, are we that way? Are we insecure that we need a salesperson that don't know anything about our budget, don't know anything about our family, don't know where we drive every day, don't know what we need in protection, what we need in fuel mileage, but we'd rather them tell us what we should buy and what we can afford. Who's in control of your life, them or God? Who's making your decisions, the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit gives me these messages. This doesn't come from me. I'm not this smart. I do know the car business because that's God's put this ministry in me. And I mean, at 55 years of doing this business, I ought to know something. But I've seen the changes. And the problem is why the Holy Spirit needs to be helping me is that the changes have been tremendous the last 10 years and the last five years. And guess what? It's going to get worse, folks. Overhead keeps going up. Insurance goes up. Is that right? Insurance, your insurance going up. You buy a new car, and insurance is high, and the value drops, and the insurance goes up. Does that make sense? These insurance companies are getting rich on us, and uh, you know we'll, we'll talk about that another time. How the insurance agents tell me, "I love you, give me the money," and if you, I had another customer this week, their car got wrecked, and they had diminished value coming. But I don't know. These big insurance companies, they train their people to tell you you don't have diminished value coming. They had diminished value. I'm going to end up buying the vehicle, looks like. They had diminished value coming, but their insurance agent told them no. And then it gets to a time where it's hard to deal with in a bad situation. But it cost them about three grand. See, 
everybody, have we lost the desire to tell the truth? Have we lost the desire to help people, educate people, be a mentor? Have we lost the desire to be the best person we can be? You know, does the Holy Spirit help you? If you've got the Holy Spirit, does He talk to you in that in those cases? Or is your spirit from the devil? Hey, I had the spirit of the devil. I know. I can talk about this. Hey, my selfishness was bigger than Dallas. My selfishness and pride, man, it was huge. You know, my addiction, I wasn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. I was addicted to myself. And I tell you, I, I didn't care about anybody else. Are you in that situation? Do you have enough of the Word in you? Do you have enough of commitment in you? Do you have enough of contentment in you that will come from the Word and come from the Bible and come from Jesus Christ? You know, are you content in how you buy and sell? Are you going to let somebody convince you? I, I bought a car from some people, went down to several places, and they beat them up how bad this car was. And they brought it to me, and I give 2000 more than anybody else. And they said, how can you give 2000 more and you didn't beat us up? You just looked at the car and you made the offer and you bought it. You know, after, of course, they waited after they got the check. They didn't tell me all this before, which is fine. What I wanted to give, that's what I wanted to give. That's what I want to be fair about. So I bought the car, you know, and they had the check. Why can you give 2000 more than anybody else? The Lord's blessed me. When you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, He opens your vision for 180 degrees, probably 360. But when I didn't have Him, I was looking through a straw at the world. That straw had Randy Adams right in the main view. And I was in control of my life, I thought. I was in control of my destiny, I thought. I was in control of my budget, that's wrong. I was in control of everything that was going on. Well, I got news for you. I was in control of nothing. Zero. And now I want to be in control. On Thursday, the Lord gave me this message. He didn't wait till Friday or Saturday. And I mean, there's been some times where I don't have nothing. Zero. Thinking about what I'm going to talk about this week. And Saturday morning at about 6, 6.15 when I get up and get in the Word, He gives it to me. Amazing. And he keeps giving me every day a little something for the books. Not for the show, but from the books. Like I told you, I was on a five-day fast. On the fourth day, the Lord spoke to me and said, Write a book about the car business with scriptures pertaining to the car business. Take the scriptures and write the book. I'm about a third, maybe a little better, away through that. I need to find the time soon as New Brunswick City keeps gets through beating me up on a building I'm trying to complete. When I get that deal, I'm going to spend some time trying to get this book done. I've got one book done, but the Lord told me not to put it out yet. I'm working on two others, really three others, and He gives me notes, and I write notes on it. But you need to know, you're going against the Dallas Cowboys, little old you. You walk on the field, and you've got guys that have been training year-round. they got a lot of talent. They're schooled. they got emails. they got game plans. They've been working out. they got trainers. they got owners. they got managers. And it's little old you. How can you stand up to these people? We go to school for everything in the world, but we don't go to school for buying and selling cars. We don't go to school on, you know, Dave Ramsey does a great job, great job. But, you know, we need to instill some of those steps, some of those, and he uses the Bible some too. But you really need the Bible to understand what triggers your purchasing, what pushes your button, why are you doing what you do. Do you ever study what you're doing, examining yourselves? Benefit. This message is benefit. What benefit are you getting out of life? What benefit are you getting out of relationships? What benefit are you getting out of your transportation? I was driving up till today. In fact, I'm showing a gentleman of uh, 07 Colorado right after the show. When I, I drive Grand Marquis. They get 20 miles to a gallon. They're great. They're cheap to work on. And people don't beg me for money when I pull up to the stop signs. They, they, they almost act like they want to give me money. 
because mine's all got hail damage and it's an old nine grand marquee. But man, I was riding along and the guy that works for me said, man, this car drives good and handles good, doesn't it? I said, yeah. I said, it's all I need. It beats walking in a bicycle, even though I've got, you come to my lot, i got a bicycle if I need to run down the road. What does it benefit you? What is benefiting in your life right now? Where is your benefit at? Are you receiving joy and peace from the Lord by serving, loving, commitment? Where's your commitment? Edit. How do you edit your life? Are you editing your life to be selfish, to help others? Selfish, to be a mentor? Selfish, don't have time for others? Selfish when people are in need. I, hey, I tell you, I talk about that. I was the only person in this world, me, and I was the only one that mattered. And I tell you, you couldn't make me cry. I don't care how how hard you hit me or what you did. Now, I cry for people I feel sorry for. The hurting people, the people that put themselves in a bad position, the people that are not listening to the Lord, the people that don't have the Holy Spirit. Because I want to see changes. I How do you make changes? You start with yourself. I've started with myself trying to make changes, and I'd love to syndicate this show. We need corporate sponsors to prove in the community, to educate you. H-E-B, people have more money to buy groceries if they had less car payment and made better decisions and didn't lose 10, 20, 30, 40,000 on their vehicle. H-E-B, Randolph Brooks. People make their payments better if they had an education. I'm going to Valero to give a class August 30th down in Corpus. I teach people. I go to churches. I go to high schools. Don't bankrupt your parents to let you know. And Valero cares about their employees. They want them educated. I went down once before, supposed to talk 40 minutes. I answered questions for two hours. They had to come in and run the people out and go back to work. They didn't want to leave. Well, God bless you. Go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Go to TalkStream Live. Please listen to a minute or two. I won't get my numbers up on there. Do me a favor and do that. And give me a call, 830-708-4789. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. I hope I'm a benefit, not a hurt. I hope I'm a benefit, not a mistake. God bless you. I love you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.